This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. If you've been watching sport in and around South Africa these particular days, it's the it's the ladies, it's the women who are absolutely making us proud, right? On the one front, we've got football, and, and, and I'm hoping that within those particular matches as well, when South Africa play Italy, of course, and those matches begin to happen around very, very, you know, uh, practical times because some of the matches have been really really early in the morning so yeah i'm hoping that there's practical times but around the netball of course the world cup that's happening here the netball world cup and those developments there's no issue of time because it's right here and right in cape town and of course at the cape town uh you know uh, uh civic center there that's happening let me bring Bruce Davidson, media manager of Netball SA, and Little Honolo Flocks Titejo into the conversation. Bruce Davidson, media manager of Netball SA, welcome to Power 98.7. Welcome to Power Perspective. How are you, Bruce? I'm very well, thank you. Sorry, just to correct you, I'm not the media manager of Netball South Africa, Nusi Gazi is, and he would be very sure. <laughs> if I was given that title. I'm the media manager of the Netball World Cup. Of the Netball <laughs> World Cup. It, well, well <clears throat> yes, well, there we go. Netball manager of the World Cup. So I've, I've, just, I've just expanded all of my questions and gone in and gone expansion, expansion, expansion. <laughs> Bruce Davidson, media manager of the Netball World Cup. Let's look on all of the Welcome to Power Perspective. Welcome to Power Pers- uh, 98.7. How are you, Little Honolo? I'm, I'm, I'm great, Denzel. And yeah, thank you for having me and also good evening to your little. Sure, sure, man. Uh, Bruce, let's, let's start with you, Bruce, the, the, the netball manager of the Netball World Cup. Um, you know, is, is it a position created is it a new position is it a, an international position is it a just just give me an understanding of of how i engage that particular position first okay so first of all the netball world cup is run by a local organizing committee that's appointed by the host country right um there is a board um that is formed first the loc comes after the board have um chosen certain people sure. to be on the loc and uh the media manager is quite a key role because yeah. uh, so many media travel to South Africa from mm. all over the world. Mm. And um, so my position is uh, media manager of the Netball World Cup to make sure that those media that come in from yeah. South Africa and the world are looked after and that we manage all media elements around the teams, the players, um, mm. and the mm. tournament itself. So, yeah, it's an appointment that's made by the LOC. And, um, and I report into the tournament director, Mm. Patricia Mazinzi, and um, who reports into the board, and uh, yeah, we've got a sure. big staff that work for us, and that's how we work. And, and does it operate. does it does it have a particular lifespan? Because I'm thinking from no, what it, you... it, it should have been appointed a few years ago, uh, yeah. but with COVID and 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 lockdown, that appointment was delayed. So I was mm. only appointed a few months ago. It was mm. a big challenge, and we <laughs> took it on, and um, yeah. it's been going very well, considering. Yeah. Um, I would have liked an, a, 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 another year to do what I wanted to do with my yeah. team, but um, we've managed to to get halfway, and uh, it's looking very good so far. Thank you. Sure, Bruce. Then, then you know, talking about media, uh, uh, you know, from from an international perspective, do you can you just give us a, a broad description of who's who's travelled all the way here? 
you know, from from whichever particular countries that you've needed to host and and needed to to cater for. You know, just give us an an, an element because sometimes we, you know, BBC is reporting and all of these other countries are reporting, but this is, of course, you know, the World Cup, and so you you'd have. You know, you've had, you would have engagements from radio stations, you know, on the fringe. You'd have engagements from all sorts of, you know, institutions and, 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 and sporting desks and all sorts of things. Just, just give us an indication of how big and large, you know, the delegation that's arrived here is. Well, um, we, we're pleased to say that the South African hosting of the Netball World Cup has the biggest media contingent in the history of the Netball World Cup, which yeah. is 60 years old. So yeah. there's been a big interest in coming to South Africa. We were well oversubscribed. We only can take about 300 media in the media mm. centre at the Cape Town International Convention Centre. We got um, close to just over 1,000 applications from around the world. Mm. And uh, we have journalists that have travelled all the way from um, Jamaica, Trinidad and Tobago, mm. um, big, big media houses coming in from Australia and New Zealand, which are the powerhouses of Netball, mm. Mm. Um, England as well, and all the major television networks like Sky News, mm. um, uh, BBC, Fox, yeah. uh, uh, Star are all here. They've all sent crews and uh, Super sport are feeding um, the, the, the feed to the world. Um, 188 countries took that feed, which is a large mm. amount of countries. Mm. And, um, and all the major South African media are in Cape Town. So, and that's both print, um, radio and digital. So it's, it's a big operation. Sure. When you said a thousand applications um, that, that, that you would have had and oversubscribed, in in essence, did you doodle them down? Do you have a number actually then yeah, of how many? Three, so okay. so we, so we, you we stuck you stuck with that you stuck with that number then three hundred. Yeah, we had two fifty and then we increased uh, fifty more, but they didn't get actual working desks. Mm. Um, so they are entitled into the the, the, the venue. They are entitled to have a seat um, and uh, they are entitled to all the information, but they didn't have a dedicated working desk. They they called rovers. Um, which is fine. At least they can get into the venue. Mm. Let's look and I'll bring you into the conversation in a second. I just want to deal with some of these things that that Bruce needs to deal with. Bruce, is there a, is there a media management from your side and your team around the tournament per se from the twenty eighth of July to the sixth of August? So that's the, the the physical and formal tournament. Is there also a, a lot of media going on around the sixtieth anniversary? You know, fu- founded in in nineteen sixty three. So is there is there a lot of hype and and stuff being made around? Uh, you know the fact that this is this is the 60th anniversary, and and it is happening on on the African continent. Yeah, there's a big hype around South Africa hosting the Netball World Cup, uh, yeah. mainly due to the, the 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 rich history of netball in our country, the yeah. way that our spa projects have performed over the last few years around the the globe, and also it's the first time, as you said, uh, that uh, we're playing this. Uh, Netball World Cup on African soil here in South Africa. So that's obviously a, a very big interest. But uh, there is an interest on, on, on the 60th anniversary mm. of the World Netball. The, the president, uh, Liz Nickel, will mm. be addressing the media sometime this week on mm. that. Mm. Um, and there's going to be some celebrations on Thursday within uh, the, the city of Cape Town and, and its outer areas, mm. celebrating um, you know, the, 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 the game of netball per se. Mm. Um, after which Liz Nickel will speak to the media about the growth of the game and 
um, what state it is, how the healthy state it is globally, and how many member num, member states have increased, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So mm. there, 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 there's a lot happening, and um, and um, it's it's quite exciting that Netball South Africa, as custodians and hosts of of the Netball World Cup, uh, are working so closely with World Netball because they also see this as a very important part in the development and promotion of the game. And it's uh, and it's population in South Africa. Sure, Bruce. I'm going to bring Lithlochanolo in now, but I need to land the conversation. Then the quality of the quality of of what's been happening in 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 you know the various matches so far uh, have 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 various you know entities and 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 commentators and and individuals and and you know people of stature been talking about you know the already you're talking about you know uh, the 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 biggest media contingent and the biggest this and the biggest that and records been broken broken here and there is there is there a conversation around the quality of of the kind of netball that we're seeing this time around at this particular World Cup? Is there is there is there something that that's that's reaching your desk that says, you know, from from the various um, 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 you know um, um, uh, sports desks that that you know this, the, there's something going on here and the development is of such a nature that the quality and 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 competitiveness is on a different level. Um, definitely, um, there's a few teams that stand out. Scotland are making incredible uh, strides mm. um, and have made um, some incredible um, scores against some formidable opponents. So they mm. they are talking point, especially their coach. Yeah. And then um, there's also Tonga. Tonga is uh, made up of of players from the Pacific Islands, and they all of a sudden are talking point because they've been. Uh, you know, really um, stretching some of the bigger teams. Mm. Um, but um, the, 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 the nature of this um, tournament is that, you know, um, New Zealand, Australia, um, England, Jamaica, these are the powerhouses and they are ahead of the rest of the world. In fact, South Africa is close to them, mm. but certainly not... Um, uh, yet able to master those mm. four nations. So there is a bit of a divide. And as we come to the business end of the tournament, it's going to be very interesting to see how those four nations battle out for World uh, Cup honours. Um, it, it, it really, really is going to be um, a, a, an interesting last four days. Sure. Bruce, don't go anywhere. I want to bring Lethlochanolo into the conversation. Lethlochanolo, Bruce Davidson landing the conversation there nicely for us talking about uh, Scotland, uh, the incredible strides that they're making, particularly their coach and, and, and the influence there. Uh, Tonga, uh, New Zealand, Australia, England, Jamaica, of course, the, 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 the powerhouses, uh, talking about the business end of, of you know the tournament now because that's where we are heading. I think uh, you've got the Group F and you've got Group G. And, and then there's the, you know, South Africa, the host country. What, what, Lithuanolo? Your your take so far um, from from a from from what you've been looking at, you know, the tournament in essence, just just your broad stroke so far. Yeah, we are officially halfway through the tournament, yeah. and yeah, what a great contest it has been. Yeah, uh, we've seen yeah England do, showing why they are world number three. Uh, New Zealand, Australia, showing why they are the powerhouses, and also 
not forgetting teams like uh, South Africa also mm. are saying we are a host nation and we want to be seen as well. We want to go all the way. Yeah. And just a whole um, competitiveness increase mm. from the last World Cup going to this World Cup. We've mm. seen how much the sport has become so competitive. Mm. And uh, our fans this side have not disappointed. Mm. They They come to the arena, they uh, make the vibe uh, be, the atmosphere be great, mm. and also the players are showing their best there, so it's been a good World Cup so far, mm. and yeah, no better city would have been Cape Town, and also it being the first on the African soil, yeah. it just has to be interesting. Sure, and 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 just from watching, I mean, uh, Dave, Bruce Bruce is talking about Scotland, and he singles Scotland out, although they're not part of the the powerhouses, but saying you know Scotland, you know, a, a, a team to watch, and and they've been doing something extraordinary. From your perspective, you know, any anything to watch, anything to have observed from from apart from. You know the 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 top four, the top five. Anything that would have grabbed your attention and said, "Oh well, you know, there there there's something to look out for." Uh, you know, was um, has has Uganda done anything uniquely from the African continent that that one needs to talk about? Because Uganda is one of those countries I think that's always up there with the with with the rest of the world. Yeah, they they are slowly picking up. But also we have to recognize teams like Zimbabwe recording their first win. Mm. Uh, we have to talk about Tonga, Scotland. Uh, Tonga beat Scotland. And, you know, there's, there's, you see that there's a lot of improvement within these uh, countries when it comes to World Cup. And also uh, the standard on our side in Africa has to increase a bit. We need to have competitive leagues, domestic leagues, Mm. Uh, so that they, the players can get used to playing at the higher stages, used to play in higher pressures. Because sometimes you just see it's not that the players not doesn't have the qualities, but just the the atmosphere and the standards just not what they are used to, and it, mm. it draws a bit of nerves there. And yeah, so I think Uganda is a is a good site, mm. but they. they yeah, the baby needs to crawl, walk before they can run. So, yeah, that's that's my take from them. And also, I think uh, Malawi as well. Mm-hmm. Going to other World Cups in future, we'll have to do better as organizations in Africa. Uh, Netball Africa will have to uh, bring up the competitiveness, maybe create uh, better leagues, maybe have more strong domestic leagues. Uh, we've seen on the South African side players that played varsity netball last year mm. representing South Africa well. So it's just a matter of creating that opportunity for them to showcase their talent and the rest will follow. Sure. Bruce, just back with back with you, Bruce and I. Bruce, just for clarity, clarity aspects. How many how many countries from the African continent, South Africa aside? So South Africa would be one. Um, the, you know, how many how many African countries are represented in the in the sixteen teams that that are taking part? Uh, there's four uh, represented. Um, it's South Africa, it's Uganda, Malawi, and it's Zimbabwe. And uh, an interesting factor, um, just. Uh, 
complementing the last uh, comment made by our guest, uh, is that Uganda and Malawi Mm. um, are ranked in the top 10 of the world. Um, In fact, they are a big threat to South Africa. Um, Uganda has suffered a little bit um, of late, um, and they slipped behind Malawi in the world rankings, who now have come to number six Mm. um, in the world rankings, um, where they've been for so many years. Mm. And um, I I, I think that... uh, so the, the world is looking, the media are talking about the rise in African netball. Mm. The media are seeing big potential. Mm. Some of the players of Malawi, Uganda are being brought into the leagues in England and Australia and New Zealand, mm. which is a huge uh, uh, compliment to, to them and to their, their, their countries. Because mm. when uh, South Africa started in exporting players to play in those leagues, they returned to South Africa mm. with incredible uh, experience and knowledge which they shared with our players and we saw a dramatic increase in the standard of play by South Africa. So the more South Africans Mm. and other Africans that can play in international leagues and as your guest said have their own local leagues like Mm. our Telcom Netball League which is such an important part Mm. of the development of the game, the, 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 the higher the standard is going to be. Sure. Let me let me let me just go back to to the to the aspect of netball World Cup and 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 keep you there a second. Spon- sponsorship uh, and and you know when when one looks at football for example soccer and and you know how well you know the women's team has done and then there's always a question about sponsorship and 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 how they engage that and 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 you know there's the issue of you know money earned. Is, are, are these the same factors that happen around issues of netball uh, per se for, for, for the women's team in, in, in as much that, yes, I mean, it's a, it's a league that, that's there particularly. You don't have to com- compare it with, with anything on the men's side, but um, are, are the issues the same when we look at netball as we, as we, in a sense, would look at what the women in football are are going through the issues of sponsorship, the issues of of, of money and payment. Um, I think uh, the Australian, New Zealand, and England teams are well looked after. They've got good sponsors. They've mm. got sponsors lining up, and the players are well uh, compensated for their efforts. They all are professional. Mm. South Africa is semi-professional mm. because we have got contracts with some players, but uh, sponsorship in 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 the South African camp. Um, Netball South Africa have a very, had a very, done a very good job in securing really good sponsors mm. in in the South African team. Mm. Uganda, Malawi really suffer. Mm. I mean, Uganda, for instance, their players at the moment are um, using third generation dresses mm. on the court. Oh, they haven't wow. had new dresses for wow. the last two year yeah. World Cups. They packed away, and then the next World Cup they used. So they're outdated. They a very mm. excuse the term granny looking yeah. and they're not hip and, and trendy and they and, might and, and they and, might not even fit the individuals for which they were not ab- made absolutely and they couldn't even travel to south africa to play in the spa diamond challenge late last year because there wasn't enough funding and that's cost them a, a place in the world ranking and yet and they, they still but, and yet they still ranked in the top 10 as you as you would have yes, pointed out they are and they're very very dangerous we've seen how they've stretched um teams uh, right until the bitter end. Mm. Uh, so there's so much raw talent um, in, in, in Uganda and Malawi. Incredible raw talent. And, mm. uh, and, and, and if this can be developed, 
South Africa, um, Africa is going mm. to have a powerhouse of players. Sure. Let me. I'm going to go back to Lethlo Hanolo, but on the same on the same vein and the same train of thought. Sponsorship around this particular tournament, um, this this World Cup. I'm I'm assuming that uh, the 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 sponsorship was if, even though, of course, it is you know an international body that's hosting this particular World Cup. Uh, local sponsorship and international sponsorship that 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 was not an issue, right? And it's still not an issue. Or or you know, are there conversations about you know sponsorships for this particular tournament? Have they come on board and they on board and they've and they've put the, their money where their mouths are? Well, there was an issue with the title sponsorship Vitality, which pulled out only three weeks before the tournament. Right. Um, there were complications between Vitality, the global brand, and Discovery, the local brand that couldn't be agreed to um, with the, the tournament um, organization. So they pulled out. So that's a bit of a blow to the tournament. But there mm. are more sponsors in this Netball World Cup than any other Netball World Cup has ever had. Sure. So they're healthy. Um, Telcom and Spa um, have been incredible support to mm. um, the Netball World Cup in South Africa and a host of other sponsors. And uh, World Netball have uh, uh, commended South African corporate South Africa and the city of Cape Town, Western Province, and of course, national government, mm. who mm. have all come on board to make this uh, a success. Sure. Let's look at just let's let's begin to get into uh, you know the the business end then of of the conversation. Uh, let's talk about South Africa. Uh, and and the the loss and the win, what, what what do you take away from from both the loss and the win? Um, and 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 I think where I'm beginning to head with the conversation is is an an assessment picture of what of what you're beginning to 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 what of what's beginning to emerge then, based on based on the the success and the loss. What, let, let's let's just talk about what you're taking away from those two particular games. Yeah, we opened the World Cup with a strong win against Wales, even mm. though I was concerned about uh, the amount of goals we conceded against Wales. Yeah. Uh, it was the first match we had to prove a point and put a high scoring on the chest. Mm. But uh, our ladies have struggled with, with just keeping the ball in the hoop there. Um, I think the last match we missed about 14 uh, chances Mm. Uh, combined with all our three shooters there, and also the injury of Lenise Potrider cost the team there. Mm. She she's our number one, and yeah, but mm. uh, we still have strong players that can put up the game, that that can play, that can bring out the results. We just need to believe more in them. Mm. And the the game against so- Jamaica was just a a, a hint of. Uh, what's gonna happen when the progr- uh, when the World Cup progresses? When mm. you face tougher uh, opponents, you need to be alert. Uh, South Africa re- reacted really late in that game. Uh, first and second quarter were nowhere to be found. Only mm. in the third and fourth quarter we, we started to playing our mm. good netball. Uh, so such things that it, it, there's no more room for error. Mm. And, and, the, and the score there was what? 60, 67-49? Again? And, and the score there against Jamaica, 67-49, right? That's our, that's our first loss, yeah. Yeah, that, that was our first loss. And, mm. and, and uh, it, if you check it, it it's a, 
it's a huge gap. At mm. least a five-point loss against a, a, a tough side like Jamaica would mm. would bring out a lot of positives in 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 in, in the Proteus camp. Mm. But the win against uh, Trinidad and Tobacco uh, showed that they they the girls are hungry for a win. They, and that they that was go. that was a huge win, comfortable there, sixty-nine twenty-eight. Yeah. 69-28 mm. was a comfortable win for them, and also. Uh, but 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 I'd say but I'd uh, but I'd also say an, an expected win, right? An expected win. Yeah. But also we we had uh, debutants like Mubani in the game. Mm. Uh, we had to switch Nicole Tariad, uh from goal attack to goal shooter and take uh, Funderbrack to to goal attack there. So there were technical changes by. The coach, which to some would raise a, a panic mode to say, mm. why moving uh, one of the main shooters to goal attack and the goal attack to to to, mm. to shooter? But Taliad is good at distance shooting, so I think that was one of the reasons why, because mm. we couldn't really penetrate them well, uh, comfortably so. But uh, New Zealand is coming tomorrow and Uganda, so they have to really. Uh, play, play, play their hearts out uh, <laughs> yeah. if they want to stay afloat. And New Zealand's ranked number one, right? <laughs> 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 New Zealand is New Zealand is next and ranked number and, one. And, and, so, yeah, you know, a lot of mm, a lot England, of people. Australia, are, they are no joke. Yeah, no. As 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 also Bruce was saying, England England number three and Australia, you know, the other one. Um, a lot of people were saying that the performance against Jamaica felt almost like a final. You know, the the nerves in that particular that the the, the nerves in that particular game, and then also, um, you know, the the well, you know, if one looks at what what was going on in that game in the 14 minute, we were one point ahead. So you know, um, th- those are the dynamics of the Jamaica game, um, and and. New Zealand's just going to be much much tougher. So even if if that felt like a like like a final, and the, and everybody and the nerves in that particular game, can you imagine what's going to happen with the with the New Zealand game? Yeah, uh, okay. Jamaica South Africa it always it, it's it's always one of the best uh, contests when when it comes to netball, just mm-hmm. because of the talent and 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 the hunger between the two sides. Uh, New Zealand, th- those ones are, are, I think, one of the most comfortable teams you, you can find. They, they, they are accurate. They know what they're doing. Mm. Uh, but South Africa is no pushover. We have uh, players uh, that came from South African ranks and then went on to play in those leagues. So that's also one of the advantages to have someone that people that are of more experience and also the talent is still, is still there and the mix with the youngsters that are coming in to the competition would help uh, South Africa to, to, to at least uh, give New Zealand a tough time. But mm. yeah, uh, I don't see them beating New Zealand, mm. but I'll be glad if they do. <laughs> don't see them beating New Zealand. Bruce, before we get back to the logistics and, and all the other stuff, I want to ask you about your aspects of, of, of the tournament, just to, just, to, just to have an understanding of, of what you think of the matches. Um, 
can can New Zealand and and I'll just just throw throw questions at you, uh, which 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 you can answer, you know, in in one go. Can New Zealand defend the title? Uh, will Australia return to to their winning ways? Can you know? Can another nation break through? Those would be the, the the three simple questions I'd put to you: the New Zealand defending the title, you know, can Australia return to their winning ways, and is there another nation that that you think that will break through? Your, your comments. Well, uh, first of all, the, the, the loss to Jamaica was a nail in our coffin. We can't qualify for the semi-finals, even if we beat uh, New Zealand tomorrow. Yeah, we are out of the competition. So, um, despite us even beating. New Zealand tomorrow, we'd have to beat them by 100 goals to get mm. into the semi-final. So that's the reality of it all. And I don't think too many people realize that. They all think that tomorrow's game is crunch. A lot of, a lot of people Africa. would uh, explain that to me. You know, well, it's, it's, uh, when, when, I, with... when, when I'm reading, and, and, and sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but I think I need to clarify the point you've made, and, 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 and then you can speak to it. When I'm reading a lot of this reportage and everybody's talking about this particular match between New Zealand and, and whether, you know, that'll determine semifinals and everything, and then... You 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 come and you say, yeah. Well, we're already out, and you know we 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 we're not going to beat them by you know a thousand to one, and and you know in essence we out. Why why is everybody reading you know everything differently? Well, it's it's the way that the structure of the points work, and um, we unfortunately lost by a large margin to to Jamaica. Mm. If it had been by a few goals, it might have given us more hope. We know that New Zealand are a slick outfit and New Zealand and Australia are the clear favourites for the world title. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, you know, the, New Ze- the Jamaican score lines have been very impressive. Mm. And um, be- by beating South Africa, they are serious contenders mm. um, for a possible final slot. Mm. But it, 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 it all depends on the matches coming up. Yeah. Uh, the crunch match between uh, uh, Australia and, New- and England on Thursday mm. is, 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 is a key match. Uh, mm. Tomorrow's match against uh, um, New Zealand for the Spa Proteus is also a key match for New Zealand. Mm. Um, but um, I must say there's a lot of respect for the Spa Proteus. Mm. Uh, the coach of, of, of the Silver Ferns, which is uh, New Zealand, has said that Norma Plummer is regarded as probably the best tenor, uh, uh, netball coach in the world. And mm, uh, mm, they're very mm. scared of her and the way she, she plays the tactics. And, that's, and that's, been over the, that's been over the years, Bruce, that, that the South African netball team, you know, has been has really been ranked and rated by 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 the the other top nations, particularly New Zealand, Australia and Jamaica and even England. Whenever they've gone up against South Africa, they've always taken them seriously. And, and you know, South Africa has shown why. You know, it needs to be taken seriously. Definitely. South Africa's uh, import of uh, Norma Plummer as head coach mm. made a dramatic change to our style of play. Mm. Um, in order to beat uh, New Zealand and, and, and Australia, mm. we have to change our style of play. Um, we have got a unique style which has worked somewhat, mm. but you have to bring in and combat this incredible force uh, from down under. And uh, Norma Plummer, Plummer has made is, is enabled as such a successful coach for Australia in, in the past, won gold and everything, and mm. she's helped to, to develop that that style and has kept a little bit of the African style. So it's a, a, new, a unique a unique type of of, of netball. The blow that Denise Sportkitter out is, is a serious one to the South African team yeah. because she's arguably one of the best shooters in the world. Mm. But uh, the New Zealand team is a slick outfit. I've been working with them and seen how they operate and been mm. at their practices, and they just 
ultra professionals. There's just nothing like them, mm. as well as the the the, the, the Australians. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it is a pity that we lost to Jamaica because that was our big chance. But uh, Jamaica's a very tough side. They've got uh, Janine Fowler, who's uh, their shooter, who's, who's one of the best in the world. She's tall, she's strong, mm. um, and. Oh, it's going to be a very interesting match tomorrow, but I, 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 I agree. I don't think that uh, we we might we might do well. You we never mm. know with Norma Plum in this game. is mm. is such a, a, a diff, diff, different animal when it comes to results. We've seen some incredibly smart uh, play by some of the teams that have upset some of the favourites, and um, I think it's going to be an interesting couple of days. But um, we could even have, uh, if things go well for Jamaica, we could have an Australian. Um, a New Zealand semi-final, mm. and that would be a, a, a final in itself. Yeah. So um, it's it, it's difficult to say without these last matches being played. Um, hopefully, South Africa are going to play for that fifth spot. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, that's the aim and objective. But we've got Uganda, a very tough uh, a team to play, um, and um, and I think that we can either play Malawi or Uganda for that fifth spot. But it's going to be interesting to see how we fare against New Zealand. And New Zealand aren't taking South Africa lightly. They want to use that game tomorrow uh, to, to prepare themselves for their semi-final. And are they ready for, for anything? But they know it's not going to be an easy one. That's probably what's making the tournament so interesting. Mm. Um, because, um, as I said, everybody was expecting maybe a New Zealand-Australia final. But mm. if things turn around and Jamaica do it's something good. funny and everything, we could have... Australia and New Zealand in the semi-final, and England and and Jamaica in the other semi-final. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I I had a question about Group F and Group G, and 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 who would no, in don't, those particular... don't even go there. It's so complicated. Yeah, no, I'm I'm in. not. I, I I had I had it, and and I think you've in in the way that you've just explained it. Um, I think I'm going to I'm going to make sense of what you've said instead of instead of going to the group F and group G. So I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to take what you said and I'm going to make sense of what you said. Tell me, tell me, tell me as as uh, of course um, the um, the aspect of the the negative aspect to to the team and you've probably needed to deal with that uh, as media manager of the Netball World Cup where where some particular teams have been talking about the, 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 the criminal aspect and how that's impacted on them. Uh, you know, has, has that been a little bit of a, you know, a, a stunt and a, and, a, and, a, and a blur and a, you know, um, a, a mark on what is otherwise a, an absolutely brilliant and, and, and successful tournament? Well, I think that the Jamaican um, loss of foreign currency in their hotel um, is, is still a talking point. Mm. We had a press briefing today with the head of the security cluster and the lieutenant mm. general made it very clear that investigation is ongoing. Interesting, in that press briefing today, the Jamaican journalists have turned against their own team because they believe they staged this to cause disruption. Mm. And uh, the money was left by the players in the room, not in a safe, mm. and that is re- reckless. Mm. There was an incident of a wedding ring with a Fijian team mm. uh, that went missing yeah. and uh, two days later that wedding ring was found in the and, and, and returned yeah right and returned and then there was a credit card that went missing and that was found this evening in the bus that they traveled in mm. so all of these things blew up and it's a bit uh, sad that uh, it, it, it kind of it doesn't overshadow a world cup mm. but it is brought into the world cup but all mm. those issues uh, can be expected and no 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 world cup whether it's soccer 
whether it's rugby. And we also know what happened in the Women's uh, World Cup on the opening night. There was someone shot in Auckland, mm. um, which also caused headlines. So one never knows what to expect. Um, and I think that uh, the tournament has dealt very well with um, each of those matters and their briefings have been frequent mm. and they've been very honest and open with the media. Mm. And um, uh, today was a prime example where the deputy minister, the tournament director, the head of the the, 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 the board, the head of the security cluster, mm. um, all got together with the media and, and they answered straight, frank mm. questions and gave them ample opportunity to ask any question mm. and were totally brutally honest in everything. And... Um, the investigations for that Jamaican incident continue because uh, there is twists in the tail. Mm. And eventually, I know that because state security have taken over the investigation, mm. there will be a conclusion to that one. Mm. It's eight minutes to midnight. Let's look another. You've heard, you've heard, yes. you've heard Bruce Davidson there, um, and and the South African scenario and and everything else about the game and everything else. Your closing remarks around around what you've been seeing around the tournament, you know, from from positive to negative. Your your closing remarks. Uh, yeah, I think I, I just want to thank the ladies from all the teams how they how they played and how well they represented their countries and also uh, how proud I am with with with, with the African teams. Uh, Uganda, Malawi, Zimbabwe, and South Africa, and for mm. the host nation, South Africa is just to go out there, play for pride, uh, represent your country well, win the last two games if possible, just to keep the mood up there, mm. and also for fans to to fill the stadiums, to fill the the, the arena there mm. uh, for the remainder of the matches. Uh, I think it, it it was a success. Uh, a lot of people have have have, have doubted it coming to Cape Town, and mm. and uh, when Vitality pulled off, and then yeah, but mm. then it happened, and mm. it happened to be one of the interesting World Cups with the pressure it comes with, the co- level of competitiveness, and the talent that is being showcased in Cape Town. Uh, I think. We've seen one of the good World Cups, and South Africa never disappoints. I think we represented ourselves very well. And, yeah, uh, on the negative side, I think something must must be done on, on, on our domestic league so that mm. going to the next World Cups, we can compete. And it, it, it won't be a three-man show between England, New Zealand, and Australia. Mm. They need to share teams coming out of Africa. Sure. Let's thank you so much for joining me here on Power Perspective tonight. I appreciate it, man. Always, always a pleasure. That's Bruce Davidson. Yeah. Um, have the crowds made it all worthwhile, Bruce? No, it was a bit disappointing with the crowds. We had huge ticketing problems with yeah. the company that had been appointed that... Um, didn't, in my opinion, have the experience of, yeah. of, of and, I, and I'm standing on record here because I really do believe that we could have done better in getting a, a ticketing company that could have. Mm. I saw, I saw, I saw that game between between uh, Trinidad and Tobago uh, and and SA comfortable sixty nine twenty eight, but relatively empty CTICC. 
Yeah, well, the ticket pricing is quite expensive, um, mm. and and uh, when you compare it to a rugby game, it's not expensive. So that's the dynamics of all of this. Yeah, yeah, we're playing World, World Cup netball, and people are complaining about the price of tickets <laughs> when they go to watch the spring, but they've yeah. got no problem in paying those prices. Mm. And, the, and, they'll, and, the, and, the, and they'll travel to England or, or or to France to go and watch those particular games as well. Absolutely. And, mm. you know, the, the big thing is um, a ticket gives you a session and a session could be two or three matches. Mm. So it's not just watching one match. You're getting quite good value for money. Mm. But uh, speaking to all the journalists that uh, are in the house, and these are the top journalists from uh, some of the, the countries that are representative, they're all saying that this is one of the highest standards of netball being played at a World Cup. They've seen a dramatic increase in the standards of the lower-ranked teams, even uh, a team like Sri Lanka, who normally doesn't do very well in the tournament but qualifies through their, their zone, um, has, has made huge uh, strides in, 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 in improvement. Mm. So that's a good sign. I think the business end of the tournament, which starts tomorrow, is going to really showcase some incredible netball. And, um, you know, the, the local organizing committee, I know I'm part of it, but I mm. really believe that they've done a really good job considering mm. some of the challenges that were faced with them. They were mm. given this Netball Cup in 2019. We went straight into uh, COVID, which was two years of, of drama. Lockdown prevented them from doing what they wanted to do. Mm. But the city of Cape Town has been a great host city. The province has been incredibly supportive. The national government has been unbelievably supportive with mm. the deputy president coming to the opening. Mm. We've con- confirmed now that uh, President Silram Poza will be at the closing ceremony. So we're very excited. And I do believe Brilliant. that it's been a successful World Cup. And uh, I think that we as South Africans can be very proud. And um, also our, our audience ratings at the moment are beating the, the Liverpool, the Sydney <laughs> and the Singapore World Cup. So there's lots to be said by these figures that are bona fide and, and genuine. And I do believe that um, uh, even Supersport have shown that as a South African company, they can showcase um, an incredible event um, to the world, which I think we must be proud of. Sure. Bruce Davidson, I'm going to bring you back towards the end of the tournament and, and, and just to talk about everything else then and all the logistics and the happenings. So much appreciated for coming on to Power Perspective tonight. Appreciated. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Bruce Davidson, media manager of Netball World Cup. Netball World Cup. Remember that. What a title to have. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.